the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Once again, our fearless leaders in Washington, D.C., while the country is in crisis, and I don't think you would be able to talk to anyone on either side of the political aisle who doesn't agree that COVID, the lockdowns, our schools keep remaining shut down, people losing their jobs, our energy sector being undermined by Biden policies, open borders, transgender policies that threaten girls' sports, among other things. So what are our people in Washington, D.C. doing this week? They are fixating once again, now almost six weeks later, on the events of January 6th. Not only is that the biggest subject of the Merrick Garland confirmation hearings, as we've already discussed, but also their joint committee hearings today, tomorrow, and Thursday on what happened January 6th. Now, of course, all of this serves so many political purposes, but the biggest one is to try to continue to take down Donald Trump and his supporters, also to cover up and criminalize any concerns about legitimate election fraud. And now that we have the Supreme Court, shamefully, Brett Kavanaugh, Amy Coney Barrett, who refused, who sided with the liberals, and of course, the liberal chief justice of the United States, John Roberts, in denying every single, denying a hearing for every single election fraud case brought before the Supreme Court. This includes cases not even filed by the Trump campaign, by the Pennsylvania Republican Party, by the head of the Arizona Republican Party. Every single lawsuit was declined. They refused to hear them. You're so welcome, Brett Kavanaugh, that we all fought for you. So you can worry about what people in Washington, D.C. and and your friends and family members and colleagues are all going to say about you if, God forbid, you gave a hearing to the egregious lawlessness that took place in Pennsylvania's uh, 2020 presidential election. So we have no help from the Supreme Court. We have no help from the U.S. Department of Justice. Even state legislatures who are continuing to press forward with hearings and laws to shore up this really lawless election that we had in 2020 are being demonized. And compared to the people who rioted and handful of people who, yes, caused quite a bit of trouble on January 6th. So instead of our lawmakers confronting the real crises in the country, they are continuing to fuel the idea that this was an armed insurrection, which we'll talk about in a moment, which it wasn't, and all the things that happened that day at the hands of murderous, crazed, QAnon Trump loyalists at the Capitol for a few hours on January 6th. So that is taking place today. Uh, On Capitol Hill, they had um, the former House Sergeant-at-Arms testifying, the former Senate Sergeant-at-Arms. Of course, all these people resigned after this happened because they were refused help by Democratic and Republican lawmakers that day. 
So that hear- hearing took place today. We'll continue uh, Wednesday and Thursday. But look, this whole narrative about January 6th, and the timing is actually a little bit ideal. As we know, Nancy Pelosi wants a 9-11 style commission. I'm all for that. I fully support that because once again, just like Russia collusion, just like the Brett Kavanaugh character assassination, the Covington High School kids, the first impeachment, remember the quid pro quo with the uh, president of Ukraine and Trump allegedly promising something in return for an investigation into the Biden family, which turns out was legitimate, just like all of the phony narratives the destructive, divisive stories that the Democrats have come up with, um, January 6th is, is their latest one. But the story is falling apart. And a central part of this story is the alleged murder of Officer Brian Sicknick, who was 24 years old. We were told by the New York Times on January 8th that Sicknick had been murdered by Trump loyalists. That's the term that they used, that he was beaten with a fire extinguisher. That has been the crying call for the people, the propagandists behind January 6th, that these people murdered a police officer. Well, guess what? He wasn't murdered. And the day before the Senate acquitted President Trump, the New York Times very quietly retracted their original account of what happened to Brian Sicknick because other media outlets and American Greatness, where I write, and we I was writing about this and, and pushing back on the New York Times story and uh, the, the rest of uh, the entire media, really, political pundits, Democratic and Republican lawmakers saying that he was murdered. They very quietly not only retracted the story, but retracted who their original anonymous sources were. They said it was two law enforcement officials. Turns out the New York Times said it was someone close to law enforcement, which could have been Nancy Pelosi or anyone. We're getting more information now about Officer Sicknick. And what's so sick and twisted is how his untimely death has been exploited. And now his family is coming out. They still can't get answers either. His mother says, they still don't know, that she suspects that perhaps he died of a stroke, but cannot get any answers. The D.C. Medical Examiner's Office refuses to release any report. Of course, another politicized storyline there. And obviously, people who are trying to cover up for the Democrats in Capitol Hill, who not only manufactured the story, but continue to promote it, was also part of the House impeachment trial's memo. They specifically said Officer Sicknick was murdered with a fire extinguisher and used the January 8th New York Times article as evidence. Of course, it was retracted, as I just said. But now Officer Sicknick's family uh, is trying to get answers and disputing the original account, and obviously his mother is heartbroken and heartsick. He was only 42 years old. He, He wasn't married. He didn't have children, but a longtime girlfriend. Officer Sicknick's remains were basically laid in state, the Capitol Rotunda the week before the impeachment trial began. His remains were also then buried at Arlington. So it's strange now that we can't get an official autopsy report on what happened to him. And I'll tell you, of all the really demented storylines 
and fables and fabrications that the Democrats have come up with over the past five years about Donald Trump or anyone associated with Donald Trump using FISA warrants, of course, to go after his campaign associates, using the Justice Department and the Mueller probe to criminalize his associates for nothing. Look at Roger Stone, what happened to him. Now they're trying to go after him again. The exploitation and weaponization of Brian Sicknick's death has to top the list of vile things that the Democrats have done. And another way that they have tried to divide and and undermine, really destroy the country with their partisanship. So to lie about what happened to a police officer, it really is beyond the pale. And so I'm hoping, against hope, because we know how Republicans roll, they're cowards, I'm hoping that Republicans during these hearings will start to ask questions about what happened to Brian Sicknick and let the public know the truth, because it's finally time not just for in the best interest of the country, but on behalf of his family as well. Exposing political fakers, fixers, and takers. He's Dan Proft, and this is The Dan Proft Show.